this week I did something that I've been meaning to do um, since I moved back to North Carolina in 2019. I switched my day off um, so that I could go down to the beach for a day. Um, I've been meaning to do this every year, May, June. I have this idea that now that I'm here, you know, I just two, two and a half hour drive. I could be down at North Chopsville Beach and enjoy the day and spend the day on the beach. I'm not a huge beach person, but I grew up at the beach. I grew up very close to North Chopsville Beach, in fact. Um, And so this week I decided, even with the cost of gas soaring, it just felt really important for me to get away for a day. And so I did. Um, I... uh, of course, the plan was always to go to North Topsail Beach because it's just one of my favorites. I think it's easily accessible when you're driving in for a day. Uh, it's an area that I knew. Um, I grew up in Jacksonville, just up the road from North Topsail Beach. And um, I, I grew up on uh, driving and uh, riding on all of the roads around eastern North Carolina. Um, so I did go to the beach on Thursday, and as I was driving, I just couldn't help but being a little bit reflective as I was driving past places um, that all felt like they had a memory to me. Um, I drove past the place where on the side of the highway in front of this random neighborhood that for some reason I remember we had a scary blowout when I was a kid outside of Goldsboro. Um, I drove past the place where I got my driver's license, places that we used to eat. There is this one Hardee's along the way. I used to love a strawberry shake at Hardee's. It's been a really long time since I've had one. They may still be as good as they used to be, but this one particular time, something happened, and we were in the car together. I was in the, I was driving. I was old enough to be driving, but not old enough to have any common sense. And we were sitting in the parking lot. I don't remember, I don't know why I remember this, but I just remember laughing so hard as I, something made me laugh really hard as I took a sip of the strawberry shake and it went everywhere. Like everywhere, I just sprayed it everywhere in the car. And you know, when something like that happens, you're like finding bits of strawberry shake for like a year. But I, I remember the Hardy's parking lot and I drive by and I'm like, I remember spraying strawberry shake there. It's the f- funny, the things that like take up brain space for us. Um, I, of course, I worked actually at North Topsail Beach for a summer as a summer missionary while I was in college. It's been just a hard few months personally for me. And as I drove through towns that I lived in, I just remembered other versions of myself, other promises, other hopes and dreams. That's part of what we've challenged you to do in this theme of VBS summer, to think back, especially those of us who are a little older, um, who have a little more life experience, who have more versions of ourselves we can think back on, to think back on those things that we learned as a kid in church or from other people. I couldn't help but think back to those versions of myself, all the hopes and dreams and promises, um, the hopes and dreams that other people put on me. Um, And I'll be honest, there, there were times on Thursday as I was thinking back over my life that I couldn't help but think, God, what are you up to? (laughs) Um, Have you forgotten me? Did I get some of this wrong? I walked on the beach and I thought about this sermon. 
um, Abraham and this idea of God keeping God's promises. Um, it can be a hard thing to preach when maybe part of you is doubting that a little bit. And so <laughs> um, on some days you're doubting more than others. Um Rachel Held Evans, an author and a speaker, used to say uh, before every sermon that she started, after she read the scripture, she would say, on the days that I believe this, this is how I see this scripture and it applies to us. And so there's a little bit of that this morning, but there is also hope that I'm clinging to that I hope you hear in this as well. In the scripture, just before what we read just a moment ago, we learned that Abram's father, Terah, had taken him, Abram's orphaned nephew, Lot, and Sarah, who is introduced as barren from the get-go. Like, there is just no mistaking. She is not able to have children. That is the key factor that we're told about her. And they head out to Canaan. Now, I'm going to, at this point in the story, they're Abram and Sarai. That gets really confusing. And so I'm going to maybe know that Abram and Abraham are the same person. God changes their name along the way. Sarah and Sarai are the same person. So if I get it mixed up, just know that we're hopping around in the story of their lives for a reason. Um, but I'll probably stick to Abraham and Sarah for the most part because that's, that's what we know. But they had moved around during this historic historical kind of period, people were nomadic. They moved around, and we see that in the life of Abraham and his family as well. Um, they were supposed to be headed towards one place, uh, to Canaan, and they just they stop along the way. Um, just like other people of this time, they moved around in their family units. It's here in Haran, and a place where they stopped along the way that God speaks to Abraham. We don't know why God singled out Abraham. I kept looking at that. Like, suddenly that hit me this week. Like, what's so special about Abraham? There's no special attributes given to him. We aren't told that he's especially smart. We aren't told that he's a man of integrity or a great warrior. In fact, the stories that fill our scripture about the, the life of Abraham sometimes show quite the opposite of those things. Abraham is considered the father of three major religions, and so it feels like there might be a better origin story about him. Maybe that's just because we're living in a day and age of like origin stories about every superhero or Disney character that exists, but there is not a great origin story for the life of Abraham, but maybe that is the point. He's just a person. Sarah, who don't forget is barren because it's said every time her name is mentioned, um, they're just people that God will make a great lineage from. At this point in the story, Abraham is 75 years old. We know that the ages that are given at this part of the Old Testament are, are different than kind of the lifespans that we have now. And we could get into some of the debate about, you know, what that really means, but but it's important to know that whatever scale we're looking at, Abraham is not a spring chicken at this point. He is advanced in years. That's the point. Um, his father has died, and he's given this promise from God um, about what a future could look like. He takes Sarah and Lot, his orphan nephew, and they head to the land of Canaan. We learn first from Abraham um, 
that we are never too old for God to make a promise. Not only is Abraham 75 years old here, but he will have not have a child, Ishmael, uh, with his servant until he is 86. And he won't have a son with Sarah until he's 100. If you are keeping track, this is 25 years after God has made this initial promise. But scripture says, Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Now, he may not have told Abraham that was the time that he was promised to have a kid, but it is still at the very time that God had promised. At a time when it seems that Abraham had been forgotten, that Sarah was past the age where this was possible, that is when God's promises came true for an heir. I don't know about you, but um, when I was younger, and maybe some of our younger people feel this way, I, I thought that there was like this kind of stair step of life, that like you you make these decisions, you're a good student, you you have a job that you, you get into, and you just keep moving in upward mobility until you're able to retire because you have been such a good steward in that job, and, and you, you find somebody, and you get married, and you have kids, and then you have grandkids, you, you buy the house early on, and you're, you're settled there. It's this idea that you make decisions until you're settled, and then you're just settled. You're taken care of. I don't think that's really the way that things work. The truth is that life is a series of settling and unsettling. Life is a cycle. There's illness, untimely death, marriage falling apart, a child that makes choices you don't agree with, a job market that drastically changes, families who have different opinions and, and ways of seeing the world. Abraham's life was the same. The initial promise was to go to the land I will show you, which appears to be Canaan in these uh, chunk of scriptures, God promises that, la- that land to Abraham's ancestors, but they don't stay there. Abraham and Sarah and Lot, there's famine and war, and so Abraham keeps moving around at this point. The promise was not just to go and settle. God keeps moving and working in Abraham's life, even in the unsettling seasons. God makes promises No matter our age, young or old, we never outgrow the settling and unsettling. But God is right there with us, still making promises. Not only are we never too old for God to make promises, God also doesn't forget. Even though it felt like God had forgotten Abraham, there had been 25 years before this promise comes true, and it it doesn't come true in really the way that if I was Abraham, that I would have thought it would have come true. But Isaac came at the moment that God had promised. In Abraham's life, God keeps making appearances, keeps kind of showing up over and over again, renewing the promises, getting more clear about what those initial promises meant, and making new ones. But there's a lot of silence, a lot of decisions, a lot of daily living between the moments where Abraham knows that God is speaking. We see Abraham asking, God, what is God up to? Challenging, because it seems the promises of God are not coming true. 
Maybe you're in a season like that where you wonder if God has forgotten you, wondering if maybe you heard God wrong, wondering if maybe any of this is even real. Again, Rachel Held Evans started sermons with, on the days that I believe this, leaving room for the days when she didn't believe it. I think we feel like we have to believe in the promises of God 100% of the time, There's no room for doubt, no room for questions, no days of ever wondering if all this is real. Even on the days that you do not believe, God has not forgotten you. Your doubt does not dwindle the power of God. On the days I believe this, I know that God has not forgotten or lost sight of me. What may seem like it's falling apart, not working out, not going the way that I understood God to say it that it would go. On the days that I believe this, I know that God has not forgotten me. The very numbers on my hair are the very hairs on my head are numbered. The steps I take are not lost to God. We may feel like Abraham, a nobody, but God has made promises that God will not forget over our lives. We are never too old for God to make new promises. God does not forget. And maybe best of all, we cannot mess it up. We can make mistakes. We can suffer those consequences. But God continues to be faithful. Abraham messes up over and over again. He keeps telling leaders that his wife is his sister in order to save his own skin, no matter what it means for her or the other religious leaders. He has Ishmael with his servant Hagar and doesn't handle the situation well as Sarah and Hagar are having troubles with one another. If anyone seems to mess this up, it is Abraham. On the days when I am having trouble believing that God has not forgotten or, or maybe worse, that God has lost hope in me, I worry that maybe I got something wrong. A door closes, a relationship changes, an utter failure happens, and I wonder, what did I get wrong? I felt really clear about what God was saying in the moment, but maybe maybe, maybe what if? I played that what if game. What if I had done this other thing, made a, a different decision, gone a different way? I do not believe that God is the grand puppet master, that there's only one way to get this right. And if I don't get it just right, and I don't believe that it's like this giant squid game that I've totally missed the promises of God in my life, game over. We see in the story of Abraham that God does not work that way. There are consequences to Abraham's actions, difficult times to do to his decisions, but God is still faithful. Abraham cannot mess it up. God is still at work. Find peace in that this morning, friends. God is still at work. You cannot mess this up beyond the promises of God. Let go of the shame, the anxiety you may be holding on to, believing that you've completely messed this up because you are not that powerful. <laughs> I turned 46 last week or the week before, and I'm some fully ensconced in middle age where I think you question a lot of things one of those seasons of unsettling that's only been made more real with things going on in my life and the world and systems around me. This week, as I remembered that young girl with all of the promise and hope 
all of the plans that everyone had made over me, all of her big ideas of what life would look like, all of the moments that led up to the place that I am now, these truths I see in the life of Abraham, on the days that I believe them, those promises are powerful. This morning, may you find comfort, may you believe that you're never too old for the promises of God. God has not forgotten us, and you can't mess this up.